You're listening to Innovation Fuel, a business podcast by University Canada West. Bringing you fantastic stories for accomplished entrepreneurs and key industry professionals. Let's explore the entrepreneurial world through local businesses and our university community. Hello, Dave. Oh, you got to meet first. (laughs) Hello, (laughs) how are you doing today? I'm very good. I'm very excited. Did you see that the Lime is coming to the North Vancouver? It's an electronic bicycle. Yes, that is so cool. It is so cool. It's a lot of city in US. They have a scooter. They have electronic scooter. To I mean, Anna, I tried it. It was awesome. This seems to be a, a crux for us because we've had the same challenge. We were the last city pretty much in the world to get Uber and Lyft. Like when you think about this element of innovation and, and ideation and creation and creating these innovative ideas, whoa, you know, like what's the, you know, like we create that environment. Like, so is there a challenge around how we bring that idea to market? And can that idea be an original idea or does it have to be? Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, what I think it's, it's a very difficult piece for BC mostly is about regulations. So you can have many very good ideas, but your ideas, it will stuck because of a lot of regulations, policy or lack of regulations, you know, and or regulator is slow on it. This is one piece that we can look at it. Another piece that we can look at is that one reason for that is the safety. So I will tell you that when we were in the Washington, D.C., my daughter was when look at those people who are driving as bicycles. She asked me why they don't have helmet, you know, but here you cannot ride a bicycle or a scooter without helmet. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's a good thing. But the other hand, it's going to be very difficult for being innovative and risk taker. We can look to our neighbors to the south here, and we know that a lot of things have happened. We can talk about financial markets, and when you don't throw regulations at things, what can happen out of these elements? So there is a balance. There is a balance. But I also think there's another side of this thing, and I think we might have this conversation today, is that we do not have to be an entrepreneur. We do not have to be an original. We don't have to create an original idea. We might be able to repurpose an idea in a different way in a new market. Yes, it's very good to have electric bicycle or electric scooter, but we have to match it with our culture and our regulations. So how we can do that one? So I think that we have a guest that we can answer those questions. Let's welcome Jake McEwen. Welcome to the show. Welcome to Innovation Fuel. We're so excited to learn all about you, my friend. But before we get into some really interesting conversation, tell us a little bit about you. Who is Jack? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, who am I? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, well, I'm, I'm a proud British Columbian. I've lived here most of my life with a small period of time in Europe and a little piece of time in Los Angeles. But um, yeah, I, uh, I went to the University of Victoria and um, was fortunate enough when I was there to sort of meet a few of the politicians that were in the provincial government and thought I was going to be a lawyer, but um, you know, got hired to be a political sort of advisor right out of university. And that sort of spawned a whole other career path with me. So I went from, you know, coming from this family of lawyers and assuming that was my path to sort of going into at first into politics, where I, I worked for a few years. And in that work, I had sort of one of my last jobs there was as the chief of staff to the minister of uh, Lance. And so I met a number of real estate developers across BC. It was a really active time in the market. It was kind of uh, this was like 2006 when the market was on fire. 
and really got into is watching, you know, the entrepreneurs in that industry and what they were doing. And it is a big industry in British Columbia. And so I jumped out of that world of politics and, and first into doing some consulting in development and then went and worked for a number of developers, first for Concord Pacific, worked also uh, for uh, Intracorp projects and the Aquilini family, and, and then kind of kept rising until I was the you know, CEO of, of Celtic Development. But, you know, in between there, really started as I was doing that work, um, you know, I've always had a, had a desire to be entrepreneurial. I mean, I, as a little kid, I, you know, I was one of these kids who had the lemonade stand and I even had a, tried to have a bear removal service, which <laughs> is probably a topic for other times. So I was always, always had ideas and, and didn't really know how to act on them. And, and sort of, it took me until I was about 30 and sort of doing some of that development work that I sort of just kept having this itch. And, and through my work in real estate development, um, you know, I, I, I was really kind of getting the closest kind of technology side of that is prop tech. And I really started to get into the prop tech space and saying, okay, what, what can we do? How do we, you know, what's, what's going on in this space? How do we innovate housing? How do we innovate real estate? You know, how do we innovate, uh, you know, the whole space? Because it's such a massive part of the economy. Everybody needs somewhere to live. And, you know, how do we, how do we change that? And sort of that was my segue so, you know, in between sort of rising as sort of a development professional, right up to the CEO level of a big company, you know, I launched a couple of startups. So, uh, you know, so it's been quite an interesting path and, and, and it's been, uh, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. You talk about idea, like you said idea there and you said, you know, it took a while before you started to see the pathway to entrepreneurship, but, but then you talked about coming up with the idea and conceptualizing idea. Tell us a little bit more about how you come up with ideas and conceptualize them. Yeah, well, I think it's really important. I mean, uh, ideas are really critical, but, but coming up with an idea that you can turn into something is even more important. But, you know, for me, I, I think that throughout my life, I was someone who had sort of a lot of ideas, but I never really thought entrepreneurialism was for me. I didn't really know many entrepreneurs growing up. Uh, again, like I was kind of from this kind of big legal family, but my dad is a judge. But, you know, if you've got ideas, um, if you're one of these people like I am, where you're always spinning ideas, you know, starting to turn that into action is really interesting. But for me, starting to get ideas that seem to be something I could I could do things with is, you know, really, I think it's important to you know, get to know, you know, know, uh, uh, you know, whether it's an industry or get, get familiar with something. So, you know, if like for me, my ideas are often around real estate because it's what I know the best and I feel, I feel I know it intimately, but, you know, really when I'm looking for, uh, you know, the creation of a business idea or, or a company, it, it's really about looking for, you know, getting to know an industry or, or, or a space well enough that you can start to question, how could it be done better? What's missing here, you know, or, or, or what's the value add that, that could be created? Because once you can start, you know, sort of understanding the space that you're working in, whether it's marketing, you know, communications, a lot of the best ideas come out of that is sort of working somewhere or, you know, being involved in a space and saying, I, I, I think there's a better way to do what I'm, what I'm actively involved in or there's something missing or, you know, that, that's sort of where my ideas often come from. So you, you're mostly looking at this is the way you're looking opportunity is that what is missing just in general in entrepreneurship in BC or just in the real estate? I think sort of generally, and I think, you know, specifically to BC, I think what's really interesting is there's a lot of opportunity in Canada and I do see it changing. But, you know, when I want, when I, my first idea for a startup that was in the prop tech space was sort of, was called Jarvis Services. 
And I got that idea when I was actually living in LA for a period of time, doing some development work down there. And what also inspired me is, you know, uh, in, in, in Canada, we're often not the first mover in a space. And in, in uh, I think in technology, that's changing, thankfully. And we've got some great examples in BC. But, you know, I got inspired by a lot of the prop tech stuff that was happening in Los Angeles and saying to myself, why isn't this here? Why don't we have, part this is 2014, 2015. Like, why don't we have smart parcel lockers? Why don't, why isn't, why don't we have food delivery apps? And, you know, so a lot of that just came from this stuff's working elsewhere. Like, like a lot of your ideas don't often the best idea, you know, Google wasn't the first search engine, right? <laughs> but that's all we use now. I mean, we all use Ask Jeeves. We all do that. So, so I think there's this, when it comes to, when it comes to ideation, I see a lot of entrepreneurs get stuck. They think they've got to invent something from scratch that nobody's ever done. And that's wrong. It's bring something into British Columbia or you live that just isn't here. You can copycat. We work. <laughs> there was Regis Office Solutions, which had 40 million square feet, you know, before WeWork came along. They didn't invent that. So, you know, you can, you can, I can think of hundreds. Of Facebook wasn't the first social network. There's MySpace. A good idea usually comes from something that's, that's operating somewhere else or something that you see that you can do better. And, and so for me, it was that let's bring some of these, these new you know, technologies that are just trying to improve service delivery around real estate to, to BC because they were literally zero. Absolutely. I think you're right. Do you think it's just about because the entrepreneur on Canada or BC, they want to do something new for, or they, it's a kind of culture can be, or people hesitate to try something new. For example, the food delivery, as you said, in Iran, it was more than 10 years ago, it was available not app, but through others, just a um, browser. So, or for example, a lot of other stuff that was, they are available outside Canada, but maybe people are not. I mean, I'm just thinking about maybe entrepreneurs here, they don't think there can, it's not that much marketable for them in here, or is the, they just want to do something original. Yeah, well, I think there's a couple of things that I think, you know, thankfully it's changing and I'll get to that in a sec. I think, you know, Canada, historically, I don't think we've got as entrepreneurial culture some other places. And that, that's, that's right through, you know, even into the tax code, to be honest, uh, which I still think needs a lot of improvement. Um, but that doesn't mean we're, we're not. And, and, and I see us really changing. I just, you know, um, I think that from our government policies down, you know, we didn't really foster that entrepreneurial mindset. Like, I'll give you an example. I, I've worked in the States and, and, and founded companies in the U.S., you know, uh, People down there are much, they they're, they're take more risks um, historically, and, and they don't get punished. Um, you know, if your business fails in the United States, you kind of pick up the pieces and you move on. You know, that can be a real uh, limiter in, in Canada, everything from bankruptcy laws down to just how it's viewed. And I'm not encouraging, you know, business failure, but it is a real part of the entrepreneurial journey, and it happens a lot. Um, but I start to see that changing. I mean, there's, there's you know, we all know about the unicorns that we've seen recently in BC and across Canada and the venture capital money that's pouring into new uh, startups. So I, I'm really encouraged to see that changing. And I, I, I start to see it filtering through the schools into, you know, young people. I mean, this is a place now where they, that I think we are becoming an entrepreneurial place and hopefully, you know, one, one of the better ones. But I, I think that's, that's more recent. So I think that it's your pointing to the entrepreneur ecosystem in Canada, that it's growing, but it still needs to do a lot of work on it. I mean, Part of it is the culture. I think that when it comes to the market, I was actually involved in a report in 2006 that was really trying to look at 
you know, we, we created, we, it was looking at technology transfer offices, for instance, and sort of why was Canada producing a lot of technology or a lot of patents, but not commercializing them? Comparative to other places, and and there seemed you know we we wrote this report. Uh, it was with the government of Canada. There was five of us involved, and you know I remember it, through that process, and I went to various TTOs and across Canada looking at you know we've got all these great ideas. You know people generate out of we have you know awesome stuff coming out of UBC and and and, and other major institutions, but we just had a sort of a funding gap. There wasn't you know there was angel money, but there wasn't that sort of next phase you know pre seed, and and I do think that's a part of the market that is changing and getting better because for for years and years and years uh, that was tough we just did not have the ability to sort of do pre-seed stuff uh, or not not as well we had angel money and then you could get you know series a and stuff getting getting to commercialization was very hard um and so i think i think that's a recent thing that's improving but i think historically it's been a real challenge but do you think that's a jake that's a, a direct reflection of the unicorns that have happened in and around Vancouver. Uh, but, you know, there's some large organizations that have had success and they're coming back to Vancouver. Are they bringing more of that money back in and that more of that venture capital seed money back in to support these ideations? Yeah, I think so. I think you're seeing that, you know, uh, Thinkific. And I mean, there's, there's you know, Greg Smith's a, a great example of a, a real, you know, then his, his whole founder team there, what they've done. Um, I, and, and I think you're seeing more of that. And there's industries that, frankly... If we go back to that technology transfer office, I mean, I think UBC and some of the, the you know, bio, biosciences, like, I just think that's going to be a massive thing coming up here in British Columbia. Um, you know, biotech, you know, we've always had such great research scientists coming up with stuff. And it's great to see some of that turning into, you know, commercialization and those ideas, you know, becoming businesses. I think there's a few spaces, biotech being one, and then just generally some of the other more innovative tech startups that are doing better. And Vancouver's kind of getting on the map. I mean, Toronto is as well, and it has been for a while. But yeah, I, I, think, I think it's really changed, and it's great to see. Do you think that's how much the regulation can affect these innovations? For example, for example, just look at the Airbnb or Uber. So, you know, these, these type of, we have a lot of very tight regulations that can affect these people, these company come or we can create such as services for others, such as Uber or, for example, Airbnb. Also, for example, there is um, in in Washington, D.C. or in a lot of U.S. cities, they have something like scooters or uh, motorcycle, motors, bicycles, I mean, electronic bicycles that they can share it. But just we just started having here in North Vancouver because of a lot of regulation and safety. Do you think it can affect of this entrepreneurship and innovation, the regulation of government regulations? Oh, absolutely. And I, I, yeah, and I've dealt with that firsthand. Um, and I think it does. I mean, we were like the last major city to get Uber. And a lot of that went to, it, to you know, insurance policy. And so that, that isn't helpful. I mean, it's good that governments finally get there, but, but you know, we should be a first mover in spaces, not the last mover. <laughs> you know, because by the time we, we get there often, you know, the companies are settled and they're and they elsewhere. And we have so much going for us, um, and, but, but you've got to get the regulations in line and, and frankly, almost in front of, of, of the, the innovation. Otherwise, you don't get it, right? And a lot of things boil down to tax as well, and that's a whole other thing. And, you know, there, there are tax incentives that I would love to see personally, like you see in the film industry, but, you know, that's a whole other rabbit hole we could go down. But it's really about that ecosystem. And I think Vancouver, what a great place to live. Uh, you know, and there's other cities in BC too. You're seeing stuff pop up in Kelowna, Victoria. I, I mean, the province in general. 
uh, is wonderful. And we've got the talent, just like in the film industry, we've really grown the tech talent. So I think when a company is looking at VC or, or, or an innovative founder, you know, there's a lot going for it, but we definitely need to improve the policy piece on a number of levels and try and get that to first mover. And, and sort of one of the things that for me, which is sort of, I'm not involved in this space on a founder or an investment level really, but I am very interested in it. Like there was so much happening around uh, driverless cars and you know, obviously AI. And that was a part um, with my sort of previous life in politics that I have stayed involved in and kind of whisper in the ears of policymakers like, this, this is a city that should be driving that change, not the last city that allows like driverless cars on the road. And I, that, that, that's an example where, I actually think there's an opportunity to grab a lot more of those companies for BC. We could even set up innovation zones around it to test out some of those, those technologies, like in the Okanagan, for instance. But I worry that the policy, we will actually, instead of doing that, we might be the jurisdictions that's the last one to allow them on the road. And that's, that's such a missed opportunity. You tackled something that it's Vancouver or Victoria or BC, most BC cities, as a very good places to live. But one reason it's a very good place to, to live here is a safety, right? I love entrepreneurship and innovation, but the other hand, it's it's a risk, and a risk for society as well. So the regulators and the policymakers they have to come with a balance, right? So do you think where is the balance? Oh, there's, uh, listen, I, 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 I'm someone who used to work in the government. Government has an important role. The play, you know, business cannot self-regulate and should not self-regulate. So I, I'm not one of these libertarians by any means. But um, I think there's a balance. I think we could do a little bit more, but um, in terms of just fostering it, tax incentives, a whole bunch of things. But I think, you know, we are probably... You know, some of our financial regulation is pretty good. I think that, uh, you know, there's a little bit more in it. it, it, It's a a, that's a fine balancing act because there's less regulation in some jurisdictions like the U.S., but I think they get themselves in trouble. Um, And everything from the 2008 financial crisis to, I don't know, the unbridled founder friendly VC madness that happened with things like WeWork and and frankly, Uber for a while um, that, that, you know, you have to ask yourself, you know, why, why did that happen? And what's the role uh, for government in some of those things? I don't think it's to be a heavy hand, but there's certainly, you know, there's certainly a, a, a role to play for sure. Now, Jake, we're talking, we've talked about heroes, we've talked about ideation, coming up with that great idea, and then we're leaning towards that world of conceptualization. And what we're hearing in this element is that depending on the environment, the ecosystem around you is how you can actually then conceptualize this. Is there regulations that are stopping you from moving forward? Should you be looking around at different areas where you might be able to, you know, maybe it is this idea is being born somewhere else, but you want to born it in Canada and you might have to look around at different communities in order to conceptualize it. Yeah, I honestly, yeah, you do. And I, I think that's one of the best places to start if you want to uh, found a business is look for something that's happening elsewhere that isn't here and, and deploying that technology. It's almost like an tech arbitrage, so to speak. Um, and, and, you know, I, that was kind of something I did, right? I, I bought um, rights to Canada for a, a CRM software that ran my driver services. There were other people doing it. It just wasn't in British Columbia. And, you know, that's a great place. That's a great place to start. Like there's, and, and I took my own spin on it and made it my own and it had unique elements but I wasn't, you know, inventing the wheel. And, and I really try and, and say that to a lot of people because, you know, maybe you do come up with the grand idea and those, those that are brand new and, the, and the change society, th- those are rare, but they happen. 
But more often than not, it's taking an existing idea, you know, put polishing it, uh, either bringing it into a new market or like like just taking a different angle on it or improving elements to it, like you know, Google uh, search engines. There were there were bazillions of them, but they made the interface clean. And Ad, AdWords is one of the most uh, innovative you know, economic drivers of all time. So. You know, when, but the, when those guys were looking at raising money, you know, everyone said, why are you doing a start engine? There's like, 50, you know, 1,500 of them. So, 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 you know, I really, I think a lot of people get stuck thinking if they haven't it completely invented, you know, the wheel or that, <laughs> that they don't have an idea for a company. And that's just madness. You know, take, take, take something you know, take something you've seen, you know, improve it a little bit, make it your own. And that's a great place to often start. Well, and we see that. We see that out there. You said Google is one of them. You know, AOL came first and then Google took over. You know, we see Facebook. Yeah, what came before Facebook? Uh, you know, what was it? What was it? MySpace before Facebook? And you're even seeing the evolution in the sharing programs. And you got Uber and you got Lyft and you got these other institutions that are coming out of it. So there is some truth in this. Well, absolutely. And, and even in spaces that seem crowded, I mean, you know, how, is it crowded? Like, I remember talking to someone who I won't name, who's who I really admire, but after, I think it was after Instagram and then Snapchat, it's like, oh, social media is full. <laughs> exactly. And then TikTok comes out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 you know, <laughs> so, you know, there, there's another TikTok out there in that space that's coming that none of us know about. And, and something that we're all using is going to die. So that's just the way it works. Um, so, so, you know, again, I, that's a great place with, you know, ideation is get it, get into a space that, you know, whatever that is, whether it's something that you work in or you're passionate about, or you read about and, and just either, yeah, like I keep saying, deploy it or improve it. And, and that's, that's, those are often the most, the, the ways to be successful in, in the startup world. But when you, when you talk about like oversaturated market, like when you think about like, at what point do you not move forward? Like at what point do you say, yeah, this is a great idea. It's being born somewhere else, but there's so much congestion in this market. Do you, is there any time and space or is it all about trying to find a new way of delivering it? No, I don't. It's not all about it. That's a good place to start, but that that's, that's generates your idea. And those are often, like I keep saying, good, good areas, but What's often the next step, and through Startup Boost, I, I talk to founders about this sometimes, is you have to understand your market and your growth plan and really understand that, right? And, and same thing in real estate, like you have to understand your buyer or your renter profile. And so what I often see is people will maybe do what I've said is they'll have an idea to take a, a concept or go into a busy space, and, and it's a good idea. But then suddenly they think, okay, my idea is better or I've got a unique spin on it. And this market is 1 billion people and I'm going to get all 1 billion of them. And that, that, you know, that's, that's a, that's, that's a mistake. Um, you've got to be really realistic and, you know, what's your actual users you're going to get and what's an actual growth plan. And it's good to, good to, you know, people want founders that, you know, shoot for the moon, but you know, you, 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 <laughs> you got, you got to walk a mile first. Right. And, and I see that all the time. It's, I'm going to create this. It's going to have a billion people because that's the market. It's like, no, how are you getting your first thousand? And how are you getting your first, you know, and, and how's this going to scale? And what's your exit? So it's then bringing that back to the reality of the marketplace and, and how uh, people in, 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 are going to fund you. And, and that's, that's, a, that's, that's a trickier thing. And a lot of unicorn entrepreneurs in BC would, would deal with it. It's they, they want to go to LA. They want to sell their company to someone bigger in LA, not here. 
What do you think about? It? Is it good for economy of Canada? Well, yeah, that's that's just going to happen because still all the big if you're you know if you're trying to sell before you go IPO or something, it's probably going to be out of the states if you get to a certain size. But you know that that's another thing is is often there's there's now and I think this is because of the sort of VC industry and where it's gone. Frankly, in the last decade, is a lot of people just want to push and this you know scale, scale, scale. And they think, you know, whether the thing is profitable or not, you know, will get bought out. And, and that's happened. But, you know, I think, frankly, it's much better to, you know, be a visionary. That's fine. Have grandiose visions. Great. But bring, your, bring it back to the reality of how you're going to actually grow your, your business. And, and let's talk about profitability again. It's not just growth. It's profitability at some stage. And, you know, it depends on what you're doing, scale and all of that. But You know, the ones that I'm, the pitches I'm most impressed with, great idea, smart founder team, and then a really thought out plan of how it scales through both profitability and exit. Um, and, and, but, but, but that has, you know, multiple off ramps. I, I hate to see that this is going to get 100,000 users and we're going to sell for a billion dollars. Like, yeah, that's a moonshot. But, you know, I love the ones that say that's, that's to be like, that have that, it's fine to have that goal. And the, I, well, you want founders that are shooting for the moon, but, Love the ones that say, no, this is what, what we need your Series A. This is what's going to happen at Series B, we think. You know, these are the off-ramps we might get taken out here by a, a competitor, and these are the ones we see that could try and take us out. You know, here's our path to IPO. That, that's, that's, that impresses me. Love it, my friend. I, I'm loving this conversation. And I think you're teeing up something here because I think we need to go a little bit further into this exit world because I don't think entrepreneurs are thinking about that. But I don't think we have enough time today for that one. So we'd love to invite you back for another episode. But before we go, we would love the opportunity for you to throw out a challenge to our audience, throw it to our students, to the listeners out there. Is there a challenge that you can, you can offer us? Yeah, if, if you're listening to this and you're and you think and you want to be an entrepreneur, maybe you're studying entrepreneurism, I challenge you to come up with two ideas. Come up with two business ideas and an elevator pitch and do it, you know, do it in the next week, two weeks. Because I'll tell you what, every entrepreneur out there, whether it's Rich, the big ones, Richard Branson, everybody, the bias to action is is where you'll see the difference. Is is it's not that they have the best ideas, it's that they wrote them down and they got going on them. So do that today. That's my challenge to you. Action. Love it, my friend. Love it. Love the action. And uh, maybe we can get you in a classroom to help maybe do some of that real in real life if uh, <laughs> your game. But yes, thank you, my friend. Thank you, Dave. Thank you, Dave. That was another episode of Innovation Field. Thank you both. Thank you for listening to Innovation Fuel. We are on all podcast streaming platforms, Google, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Visit our website at www.youcanwest.ca slash innovation fuel. Also, follow us on Instagram at innovation underscore fuel.